We've all imagined them, or maybe even seen them on TV or in a movie. Epic conquests that test your outermost limits and change what you believe is possible. Maybe it's crossing an Ironman finish line or finishing 100 miles through the Rocky Mountains. But with work and family and bills, those often seem out of reach for the average guy. Or maybe they're just reserved for the lucky ones who train for a living or have less on their plates. Well, we're just not willing to accept that. Yes, we have jobs and wives and kids, and we certainly aren't pro athletes. We're just average dudes, rejecting an average life. This is the 3OK Runners Podcast. In this episode, join me, Jeff, as I take a deep dive into my first ever ultra experience. Is it a performance race or a training race? Who really knows? Enjoy. Welcome back to the 3OK Runners Podcast. My name is Jeff, and I am not joined by Chief nor my brother Jared. Just me today on this solo episode as I discuss my first ever ultra trail run. Um, It was quite an experience. I will take you through kind of the day getting down there and then the trail run itself. And then we'll talk a little bit about training races versus performance races and kind of the commitment to get it all done. Uh, along with the other things that I had going on this weekend with my family and the start of spring break, and there was just so much going on. So let's get right into it. Um, This race took place at Camp Eagle in Texas, which is north of San Antonio, um, around Rock Springs, Texas. It's a seven and a half hour drive for me, And I signed up for this thing way back um, last fall, I believe November or December, and been looking forward to it. I actually did an Xterra off-road triathlon at this same venue. Gosh, it was probably 15 years ago now, but um, I just love the place. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, I got a post on social media if you want to check out some of the pictures. Um, It's just a great place to host an outdoor trail experience and this one definitely lived up to my expectations so let's start on friday friday morning parent teacher conferences um i had those starting at nine and as soon as those were finished up and i figured hey my kids are learning well and i'm happy about that it was time to shift gears and get the truck loaded and head south I was trying to get there before dark, uh, mainly just because it's in the middle of nowhere and there's no cell service and I didn't want to get lost and I didn't want to add any more anxiety to my first ever ultra experience anyways. Um, So I took off out of here about noon and I got there right as it was dark. Um, Drove right to the place and checked in and I was a tent camper because, you know, I slept in my truck because it was only five bucks to do that. So that is the decision, and that was a pretty easy one. Um, My race didn't start until 7 to 7.20. I will say the Tejas Trails organization uh, was quite organized, and we did have some COVID protocols, um, such as no mass gathering, social distancing, and mask whenever you're at aid stations or crossing other runners. Uh, or even just during the registration process. So that went rather smoothly. And I uh, got all checked in. 
and people had started on Friday. So by the time I got there, there were already people out running the loops and it gave me a little chance to kind of scout out home base uh, because the loops went out and around and back to that central area. And there were three different loops. One was six miles, one was four miles, and one was 11 miles. Um, so I signed up for the 42 miler and I got 31 of those miles done. Um, and I'll talk to you a little bit later why I chose 31 and not continuing on for the last 11 mile loop to make it an even 42. But uh, let's get back to camping at night. So I was in my truck. I don't actually fit in my truck. Uh, I'm supposed to get a camper top on the back of my truck. That hasn't happened yet. And I did not take the travel trailer as our mobile studio because this thing is way back in the woods and I did not want to drag it down there uh, for just one night. So I slept in the truck and it was raining outside. So I didn't vent the windows and it was like a sweat box. So I apologize to my family when they get in the truck the next time and it may not smell that great, <laughs> but not much I could do about that. So alarm goes off 545. I actually slept pretty good. And so I had no complaints there. I woke up, I was rested and I had um, handled my nutrition and my hydration on the drive down uh, very well. So I felt, I felt good. Um, I loaded up my pack and I must say my Ultra Spire Zygos 4 race vest came in just top notch. That thing loaded down felt wonderful and I had plenty of hydration with the two liter reservoir in the back and my two uh, half liter collapsible bottles in the front, um, which turned out to be quite handy because I packed peanut butter and jelly on one side, my hammer perpetuum in the other side, my rain jacket in the back because it was raining on Saturday morning when we started this thing. And so I'm quite happy with my race vest to this point. So that is a great thing. Um, you did not miss that. I did say that it was raining on Saturday morning and I wouldn't actually call it a rain. It was more like a sprinkle and the ground was a little bit wet. So needless to say, when I took off at 7:15, the trails in this area are primarily rocks and I'm used to running on dirt and roots and these things were <laughs> Um, slippery. So I spent the first half of the morning trying not to fall and bust my head open on these rocks. So that was a new experience, um, but that also helped me in my pace control and it also helped me stay on top of my nutrition and hydration. So I'm going to take away from this that, man, if I get a chance to slow down, hike a little bit, and kind of control my nutrition and my eating, that actually does well for me in the long term. So um, I'm actually gonna take that away as a good thing. So I get the first six miles under my belt. I'm feeling good, I haven't fallen. Uh, I have heard lots of people fall in the trees and all you hear is like, oh, and then hit the tree and then, oh no. And so uh, thank, thank goodness I did not hear of anybody getting really hurt. Um, so I head out on the four mile loop, which was a little bit more climbing, a little bit more uh, technical downhill. So I'm still going nice and slow and I'm feeling pretty happy about how things are going. Um, I head out on the 11 mile loop after hitting the aid station, 
refilling all of my hydration and all of my nutrition and I am feeling pretty good on the 11 miles so I polish up 11 miles up and down pretty much no flats uh, all climbing and all descent and what you're trying to do is place your foot so that you're not rolling ankles and you are not hitting rocks that are sliding out from underneath you and I will say it was very difficult and I'm not one to shy away from that but I will tell you that the thought of injuring myself was definitely at the front of my mind and I tried to keep it there the whole time mainly because I wanted to control the speed that I was going up and down these things and I also wanted to keep in mind that hey this is week number two of a training plan that's supposed to lead me to Leadville and that is my ultimate race destination so um, I can't figure out if the terrain was a good or a bad thing but I think overall it worked out for the good because it kept me under control and it kept me not thinking about necessarily how fast or how slow I was moving so I, I think overall it was a good thing but um, let's finish up 11 miles and now I'm halfway 21 miles in the books um, pace is right on where I want it to be I'm feeling good I'm hydrating well and I'm at the aid station which is under this pavilion and I'm looking around and I'm thinking um, why are all these people sitting in lawn chairs and where is my lawn chair <laughs> um, Jeff it's not there because you didn't bring it because you didn't think about sitting down and changing your socks and shoes so I sat down on the floor and changed my socks and shoes I'm out of my body glide my anti blister stuff um, because my brother Jared took it last week for the 4x4x48 and I, I think he was gonna buy it for me but then he started using it and then you know after somebody uses that kind of on their body how you don't necessarily want to use it after them so I just had him keep that um, but I have not replaced it yet and so I ran out of that which turned out not to be a big deal but let me tell you how it gets in your mind when you're thinking oh gosh um, I don't necessarily want to deal with blisters or chafing because that would definitely be an unpleasant experience so I'm in the aid station I'm sitting down on the ground I'm refilling my nutrition I'm eating another peanut butter and jelly. By the way, I made 10 of those things on Friday before I left. I returned home with one. I consider that a success because not only did I eat the other nine, but I held them down and I still enjoyed the taste right up to the last one. So that one's going to be one I can bank on as far as sitting well with my stomach and being able to fuel me to where I felt um, like I wasn't lacking in energy. So I'm, I'm happy with that. But... I go back now I'm going on the first loop again so six miles again I get out there and I'm feeling pretty good I'm approaching marathon distance which for those of you that don't know I have never run farther than a marathon which is 26.2 miles and I get to mile number 25 and my ever trusty watch says 25 miles and I look down and it says low battery would you like to switch to power saving mode 
you have 4% left. And I'm like, oh my gosh, stop it and save what I've done. And then I start a new one on my phone, which I had picked up at transition because I didn't have it through the first three loops, but I took it on the second ones because I was going to take some pictures of the terrain and, you know, just I'm there to kind of um, see the sights and experiences. So I grabbed my phone. So I shut my watch off and to this very minute, I have no logged training of that 25 miles. My watch crapped out on me and I know Chief and my brother are going to be laughing at this because they've been harping on me about getting a watch for this ultra training. So I might have to look into that, although I love my Apple Watch and I love that it syncs up with my Nike Run Club, but I do not love not getting credit for the 25 miles that I had done. So say what it is. Um, I told my wife and she believed me, so I hope others do also, but that was just a little frustrating. So I paused and uh, started my phone and the watch crapped out on me. And so there it is. So I am finishing up the six mile loop. So that puts me past marathon distance. I'm 21 miles plus six. So now I have officially gone an ultra distance. So now I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to refuel. I'm going out on my four miles and I'm like, okay, this is awesome. I go out on my four miles and I am feeling great. And the poor guy in front of me takes a spill onto his head. And I don't know how to describe this other than to say he had trekking poles with him. And when he fell, not only did he break both of those trekking poles, but he hit his head and it was not a pleasant experience. And so I stopped and another young lady that was running stopped and kind of made sure that he was okay. And he, he definitely was dazed a little bit, but he was a real powerhouse because he sat there for a little bit and the look on his face was not very good, but he got up and he finished that loop and I remember seeing him in the aid station after I had finished and I just said hey man how are you doing and he was very gracious and I just said you are the toughest guy that I met today and I'm super hoping that he's still feeling good but that got in my mind um, as I watched that guy fall and I will tell you that it was a very real feeling of, you know what, I have been very lucky to not have fallen and I feel very good right now. And so for the remaining mile and a half of that four mile loop, I started weighing the pros and cons of, am I going to do this last loop or am I not? Because I've done my ultra and I can say I'm an ultra trail runner now. And what does the 42 miles mean to me? So let's dive a little bit deeper into that because I will tell you that I finished my four miles. I ran 31 miles and I handed my timing chip to the lady at the end and she said, are you finished? And I said, yes, I am. And she said, congratulations. And I said, I actually signed up for the 42 miles and I only did 31 
And she said, you know that that will be a DNF, which is called did not finish. And I said, yes, ma'am, I do. And she said, congratulations on your 31 miles. And I said, thank you very much. And I will tell you what it went in, went into that decision. It was a whole lot of everything because honestly, um, usually I don't even think twice about it, but kind of in order of importance, the first thought was I am injury free. And if this race goes into the dark and I am running on these wet rocks, there is a high probability that I will take at least one fall and potentially more than that. And am I at risk of injury and am I at risk of injury big enough that it might hamper the rest of my training? And my answer to that was yes. So with yes being the answer, I thought, okay, that would suggest I should quit while I'm ahead. So that was number one. Number two was what was my main objective for this race? Uh, my main objective was to get in some climbing. It was to get in some trail work and it was to do my first ultra. And all three of those boxes I had already accomplished. And so that was another strike against continuing. And the very last one was, what does it cost me if I continue versus what do I gain if I stop now? And this fell into um, my other obligations. And it's the weekend of my kids' spring break. And I thought, if I stop now, there is enough time for me to get home and to be there when my kids wake up and we can have a normal Sunday, which a normal Sunday for us is get up, family time, go to church, come home. My boys have baseball practice and basically just a family day. And if I don't stop now and I do the last 11, there's no chance at me being able to drive home which puts me staying the night again and then driving home tomorrow and I get home Sunday night. And I thought, well, that's not a fair trade in the family department for me just running another 11 miles. So I thought, well, I'm just going to shut it down at 31. Injury-free, uh, having accomplished my main objectives and now trying to make some very grown-up decisions involving my wife and kids. And that's what I did. And it's a very interesting thing because as I handed over my chip and as I started packing up my stuff, the trail community is so gracious. They are just laid back, very nice, very calm. Um, strategic is not, not the right word, but very thoughtful people. And I had no less than five people come up to me and say, I think what you did today was absolutely an amazing thing. And I think the decision that you just made is very wise, although very difficult. And I thought in the moment, I didn't want to hear that. 
because I was browbeating myself because, man, you know, go ahead and do the last little bit. Don't don't kind of, uh, you know, take the easy way out and you're just making excuses and all this. And so it was definitely something I was wrestling with. Um, but as I was driving home, I didn't have any cell service, so I couldn't call my wife. Uh, so I finally get a hold of my wife. Well, I've been on the road for three hours by then. <laughs> and she's asking me how it's going and all this. And I said, you know, I'm going to see you uh, before midnight. And she's like, what? And I said, yeah, I've been on the road for three hours. I did not do the last loop. And she almost didn't know how to ask me, are you okay with that? And after three hours of driving and thinking and how I felt and recovering in the car, I was so happy that for once I finally could take my own, honestly, my own ego out of the decision and try to make a decision that not only I could benefit from, but potentially I could still enjoy my family and what we do on the weekends. So I, I'm super happy about it. The race was just an overall success. Um, it was called the J&J &J Trail Run. Um, it was in Camp Eagle, Texas, and it was put on by Tejas Trails. And I just couldn't say enough about the experience. So I want to leave you with these two things that are kind of my main thoughts on what, what I went through. The commitment to do something ranks really high in my book. And I don't mean the commitment to do 42 miles or to stop at 31. I mean the commitment that you make to the organization and to the facility that are putting on events to show up to acknowledge the people out there vol volunteering their time and to just be grateful that there are people out taking care of nature, taking care of trails so that I can enjoy them, so that my family can enjoy them, and so that people in the future can enjoy them. So when you commit to some of these races that aren't just the greatest um population of runners like maybe there's only you know 150 runners maybe there's only you know 80 runners and it's not 50,000 or you know 20,000 runners I think the commitment to follow through for those organizations is what allows this community to be so tight and it also fosters the love of what we're doing which is getting out and running um, and so I, I want to say I applaud the groups that put these on and I will stay committed to all the races that I sign up for. Um, and so I, I really, I really think that's important. The next thing I want to touch on is trying to keep in mind, <laughs> is this your A race? Is this the race that you are banking everything on? Is this the race that you want to do your best on? Or is this a training race? Is this a long training day? What is your goal going in? Because if you don't have that and you can't fall back on that, you cannot make a decision that is in your best interest. And I believe 
you know, when you're following a 24-week plan and you're in week number two, the time to dig deep and the time to reach into the well and the time to trash your body and the time to risk injury and the time to push beyond your limits and the time to increase your recovery time is not now. So I am super happy that tomorrow I'll start week number three of the training plan and that my average heart rate and my recovery would suggest that I had a long training day on Saturday and I didn't have my best performance. And I, I just don't think that can be overlooked and I hope that pays off in the long run. Um, I'm not prone to injuries and I don't want to be. Uh, I am prone to a prolonged recovery and I do tend to, you know, exhaust the tank a lot. But I am sitting here tonight feeling like I did something on Saturday, but I don't feel like I expended everything. And I look at 31 miles in eight hours and I think to myself, if I extrapolate that out to 100 does that put me finishing Leadville in less than 30 hours? And I'm going to stay the course and I'm going to stay on the training plan and I'm going to do the best I can to balance that with my family obligations and to show my kids that, yes, I do have some priorities, but I also have a family and a job that I have to think about even when I'm doing something that I love. So you guys, think about what's important to you. Think about your goals. How are you going to get there? And think about how you're going to manage yourself. Because the one thing that I did not take into account that I will from here on is the ability to think when you are tired, when you're maybe a little dehydrated, when you have other people telling you, Great job. You can do it. Great job. You can do it. Those times are definitely no time to lose um, how you think about things. And I want you guys just to keep your best interest in mind because this is a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month kind of effort. And one day does not make or break. And the goal is Leadville in August. And I would say that my first ever trail running ultra was a step in the right direction. So you guys, if you get any questions or you want to know anything more, feel free to send me a message. Um, Look us up on social media, 3OK Runners. And you can also look up Savage Navy Chief. or Ironman Lawyer, and my social is Jeff Boyer 75 So you guys, hit us up. We're going to continue our training, and we'll look forward to seeing you guys out there. Have a great upcoming week, and get it done.